G'day, Alex Dyson here with some very good news, and that is that Comedy Republic's Replay Festival is returning this July with its biggest program yet. It's a bunch of shows that if you did miss it, like me, unfortunately, some incredible performances during Melbourne International Comedy Festival, we have them back and live for you throughout the month of July. So you can discover award-winning shows, sold-out seasons, critics' favourites, and some indie breakthroughs as well. They're all going to be taking place on the Comedy Republic stage. It's your second chance to catch shows from Nath Valvo, Geraldine Hickey, Guy Montgomery, Michael Hing, Michelle Brazier, and so many more. It's great vibes in the building. You can even just pop in for a drink if you've seen them all and collected the set. Otherwise, we'll catch you here at Comedy Republic in July for Replay Festival. My name is Kyron Wheatley and we're in the green room right now with Mr. Carl Donnelly. Hi, Kyron. Sorry, I interrupted a little drink of beer there. I literally just went to sip it. But I, it was, you told me that you're not drinking a lot of beer, so you're like, you're, it's right there ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, my first beer. Well, I mean, I've, I've just been very, I've cut my beer right down mm-hmm. and I've been drinking shorts. This sounds like I'm having a shorts? Got, um, problems. Yeah, yeah, shorts as in like a, just a, a spirit oh, and a mixer. Shots. Shorts. Like but they've sh- got a mixer though, haven't they? Oh, okay. So I've what do you call them? What do you call like a gin and tonic here? If it had to gin and tonic, actually, yeah, <laughs> but as a group, gin and tonic, vodka and soda. What if you um, had to group them together? What would they be called? Spirits. Okay, yeah. That's. I mean, we, yeah, we've we've just got this weird ver- phrase called shorts. shorts. Yeah. Like, so you've got like so as if like pints are big beers, big drinks. Yes. Shorts are for the. No, you will not. Ladies. You will not get a gin and tonic if you be. ask for shorts. No, no, no. You have to. Specify. Depending on the club, you might get a pair of shorts. Okay, Someone yeah, could yeah. Uh, do that for you. Would be kind enough. Yes, but I've just been. Um, yeah, I've been cutting my beer intake down. And you, you just you got me a beer as we came up, and it's mm. delicious. It is. So, it? Yeah. I think the best beer I've ever had was. <laughs> Is this the sort of podcast? Well, no, in the, well when this we walked upstairs. The, the yeah. beer podcast with yeah. these guys. Yeah. Where's David Quirk? Um, <laughs> uh, no, you said like the, the best beer you've had is it's like it's been a long time, yes. so it tastes extra good. I think the best beer I've ever had was after like my brother's a winemaker and I, he put me to work when I first got out of school yeah. on the vineyards, right. like lifting wires, right? And you're walking along and you're, you're lifting the wires to lift up the branches so okay. the sun yeah, hits yeah, the yeah. grapes. Wow. But all these branches, there's a lot of branches, so lifting the wire that's been placed there yeah. before it grew to like lift the branch up, lift the branch up the whole way down the row and then you've got to come up the other side oh, of the same vine again and again and again the whole day. Yes. That's all you do for 12 hours. Yep. The beer I had after that was a Tui's Extra Dry, which is the worst yeah, beer yeah, in yeah, the yeah. country. No, yeah, I've had a Tui's at um, yeah. a festival or something. Yes, exactly. Never it, a good place. It's, a, it's sort of a slab beer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's horse piss. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's okay. sugary water and it was the best beer I have ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think the quality of beer directly relates to whatever it is that you've been doing yes, just I before. Agree. Yeah, and when you have one of them beers, you've, it she feels wants. almost degenerate, like, you know. It does that. You almost feel like a cop in a film. Yeah. When they get in, they go into a bar, sad, and drink a whiskey. Mm. <laughs> There's just something about like. Yeah. It shouldn't. And the alcohol, drink like turns their face. Yeah. Like it should like, never oh. be that refreshing alcohol. Should yep. it? It's meant to be a 
treat on a night out. Mm. It shouldn't be, but, but then I you work needed in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we start this podcast, we haven't really, but we start this podcast with a question from our previous guest. Yes. Um, who was Tim Hewitt. Oh, lovely. Um, who, who is asking for a story, a tale uh, of your lowest moment in a comedy festival, Ooh. this festival or other. Um, lowest. And I, I was like, wow, lowest moment. And he settled on like an 8 out of 10, in case you don't okay. want to tell the 10 From out of 10. From a comedy festival. Because, you know, oh. festivals can get pretty dire. <laughs> they can. I mean, that is, it's a big, I mean, that's such a, because I've done a lot of them. I've been doing, yeah. you know, I've been doing the Edinburgh, Edinburgh Fringe since 2006. And I've done countless of them. You've done it every year since No, I've done, well, COVID was the first time I took a year oh, off. Okay, yeah. And then but I haven't actually did. gone back since. But then I've done, I've since done Melbourne probably the best part of a decade. Mm-hmm. And I would say that you're a different person today to the person who started doing Absolutely. the comedy festivals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would you agree? I would very much agree. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've, I reckon I've done festivals through various... Iterations of, of you, psychosis. <laughs> <laughs> so, in low point, yeah. I've got. I reckon I've got some dreadful low point. <laughs> I would like. I remember 2012. Um, I was basically going through the end of a marriage. It didn't actually end until mm-hmm. 2013, but 2012 was when <laughs> the, the end began. End. <laughs> <laughs> that was when all the events occurred that okay, caused yeah. the end. And um, and I was living on my own at the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, in a flat next to a drug dealer, mm-hmm. uh, and it was and it was during the London Olympics. So I was sort of homesick, missing the Olympics. I was br- desperately depressed and sad. Yes, and I just remember um, being so low one night, like just I just I just was like I don't know what I'm doing here. Like I was I was, I was sad so about w- every so single thing. You only thing. went back ten more times, and to add to that, my show was shit. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was in such a bad headspace, I'd not written a good show. Uh-huh. I'd really phoned it in. I'd written this terrible concept of a show. And I, once I started the run, I was stuck in it. I had props. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I had a, yeah. had a, um, a projector. And every night <laughs> projector I was Projector and props. <laughs> I was doing a show that I hated. My life had fallen apart. What happened? I was living on my the own. Projector. It's still not good enough. <laughs> add more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just remember the. I remember it's weird because this this probably won't be that big a reference for Australians, but um, the London Olympics was so massive for the UK. Like, and there was this night called like it was called. I imagine it was called like um, Super Friday or something. It was when all of the Catchy. our most popular Olympians. All oh, won gold all, in like yeah, one wow. night, and like Mo Farah was sort of the peak of it, the the long distance yep. runner. And I remember coming in um from like my show and i was just re- i don't know, i was in such a bad state and i just i i'd bought a lot of well, i was drinking a lot of white wine at the time which is always a bad that's a red flag <laughs> and i remember sitting on the sofa opening a bottle of red just the bottle like i was like a, like a proper wino yeah turn the telly on just to drink on my own in this apartment and i just i turned it on just as mo farrow was coming around the final straight and like it was the most happy olympic moment of the whole yeah. olympics I was just sat there alone, sad, <laughs> drinking wine. Watching people win gold. <laughs> just hating everything about my life and my show. I'd like to watch people do the opposite, hmm. please. I reckon, so that, on a personal level, that was probably the lowest. Yes. Um, I reckon I've done some bad, 
Other fest. Oh, new. I've got a good one about New Zealand comedy festival. Oh yeah, great. This is quite. Again, this is a bit was comedy. Was this morning? Ish. Were you? Yeah. I don't know why. Obviously, it's only four hours flight. Yeah. <laughs> but as you said, when I reacted like you were like, I was yeah. in London this morning. <laughs> yeah. Um But I, again, this is probably a bit comedy-ish for people that don't know. But there's, uh, you know, callbacks in comedy. Mm-hmm. Like often when you do an hour-long show at festivals, like the end has a sort of call back and it wraps up the show and it just references what you've just been through yeah. as a good audience. way of spoiling the show's coming. Good way of knowing you'll be able to piss soon. Yes. Someone's referencing just, a joke for the first 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, there we go. Like so you'll be out in the tick. Um, I did a show, I think it was at 2016 or something, 2015 New Zealand Comedy Festival that I then took to Edinburgh that year. And um, uh, But in New Zealand, I... I basically it was it was a weird show about um, like different anxieties and stuff, and it's it was much lighter than it sounds. But there was one bit where I talked about a thing I had when I was a teenager called gynecomastia, which was essentially puffy nipples, but clinical, and it's caused by clinically a, puffy. Well, because it's it's a hormone imbalance. Okay. So I basically had too much estrogen when I was a teenager. So I'd actually quite pronounced man boobs as you'd call them oh so not necessarily but, nipples well the nipples are the they really bear the brunt <laughs> of it and um, um, so I, I, I and it's, as they often I, do I, I can laugh about it now but I, it, I developed like quite intense body dysmorphia as yes. a teenager so I was, I was swimming carnivals I couldn't probably go not. swimming yeah. I couldn't do anything that involved me being topless mm-hmm. and uh, and I learned no to deal with it yeah. <laughs> 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 my life as a stripper was just on hold <laughs> Um, but I, I was fine. I was fine. I worked out coping mechanisms, wrote yeah. it out. They leveled out in my twenties, and life just carried on. Right, also, sure. just you realise by your, by your sort of mid twenties, you realise it's not a big deal. And now they're very probably, I'd say, slightly more puffy than normal mm-hmm. guys. Um, and anyway, I, there was a, about a seven minute routine in the show about that. And the rest of the show talks about other weird um, anxieties I've developed from childhood. And the end of the show, I thought it'd be really fun and it would be a nice sort of, you know, bit of pathos to, to take my top off and show them my nipples. More props. Yeah. So, yeah I'm, I'm a big prop guy. I don't <laughs> think people realise it. So I got to the end of the show and it, it was a climax. I really got to this point. I was like, there's only one way to end the show. And I ripped my top off and it would always, like, you know, get like a woo. Because it, yeah. it was quite a sort of nice moment of yeah. getting over your fear of being topless. Totally. And um, anyway, in New Zealand on the third night, and it was a new show, I ripped my top off to absolute silence. Like, no, there wasn't, there was just, you could hear a pin drop in the room. And as I was on there topless, like, like that, I realised I'd not done the routine about my nipples. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'd just done 50 minutes about weird little anxieties. And then it looked like I'd had a psychotic episode and just celebrated the end of the show by yeah. getting topless. How did you say... Oh, okay. So what you need to know for that to make sense. I literally had to say, did, did I mention my nipples? <laughs> and they were all like, no. You know, and then Kiwis, so they're so friendly and nice. Yeah. And they were like, no, you didn't. They no. just coped with it. And I explained that that was actually quite a crucial part of what just happened. Are there any nipples to be shown in your show this year, which is called The Dead Dad Show? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about that. <laughs> it's one of the things you left me. Yeah. Um, no, I, there isn't. But there is weirdly... I've only ever done three shows that have had any props, and this is one of them. <laughs> oh, God, I think I'm going through a tough time again. Yeah. Um, no, no, this show is very... Uh, it's a, it's a, there is actually a weird little... Um, well, there's a little prop on stage. I'm not going to say what it is, because it's quite... Um, 
important to the show, show and it's fun to see i think as an audience but um yeah it's um it's not it's not a prop so heavy just, show it's no, a stand-up show that just happens to be a thing on in, single prop. on stage yeah single prop in the background best kind of prop use yes uh it's on um it's called the dead dead show i'm going to assume that's what it's about <laughs> it's about it's it's a whole hour about my dad dying last uk summer yes but it's very light that's sort of been the, the 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 I decided to try and write the lightest hour about a dead parent that I yes. that, that I could possibly do. I didn't it's almost like I wanted to do the dead parent show that you often see at festivals. Yeah. But I wanted to try and do it in such a different way that it's, I think it's very lighthearted. It's at the Western. Yes. Uh thirtieth of March, the twenty second of April. Um at eight fifty. Mm. Yeah. Um we like to finish this show with a uh, question. I call it a show because everyone's got a podcast. <laughs> I know. You know, if you say show, you sort of avoid... They're shows now. Yeah, they're shows. Uh, with a question for our next guest, anything you'd like to ask them at all um, can be as serious as Huey's? Well, I didn't realise it. I didn't realise like. it could be that. I thought they could. Just, it just had to be a little throwaway like question. Well, it could be absolutely anything no, you but like. now that's made me think I should change it up and make it more serious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because serious things can often lead to fun, can't yes. they? Yes. So, okay, then. Well, you have to top. What's your lowest moment? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is what Huey went for. Um, what? <laughs> what, what? How would you most like to die? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll ask that for you. Okay, I'll thanks. get back to you. I can't wait to hear what they say. <laughs>